Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We have bellied up to the bar today with two lovely ladies that are going to educate us on food. They are successful real estate moguls. They are uh, out in one of the one of the few cities that I actually still want to visit. Uh, there's only a handful of them. They're out in Seattle, and and they've done something that I've always loved is they're doing something for other people there's always that great saying uh we none of us wanted to hear this at christmas time it's uh it's it's about giving not receiving but the rest of the year it does matter to give so we have with us christina sloan and faith i'm gonna butcher your name so badly let me see what i can do here mass (laughs) mirror so butchered so so what is it mesa mirror Okay, see, so <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. I, I like, look, you have no idea how many times I tried to pronounce your name and just knew that I was going to butcher that shit. <laughs> and I just kept sitting there going, I, okay, I can get this. I'm going to get this. No, I just, <laughs> you know, there, there was a, I can't imagine how many times that between Christina's name, probably people spelling it wrong. Oh. Yeah, that Y is kind of unique. <laughs> but it's okay. My daughters are Crystal and Kristen. K R K R Y S T Y L K R Y S T Y N A. Like they're just like they're, they're just horribly butchered. So we're we're gonna get ready here. We're talking about charitable, and they have a unique charity that that they've started on their own, the Giving Wave, not Way, as I tried to butcher it the first time. I and anyway, what was funny is, is I got it right the first day, and for some reason on the second day, I just wanted to call it Way. So I think it was Subway or something. I, it could have been. I don't know. It just felt like the Giving Way just sounded right to me for whatever reason in my head. So, but we're gonna get anyway. we're gonna get into things here. We're going to talk about what they've got going on, but let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done before we get too far. First things first, as always, if you've got a charitable organization, I expect them to send me one here. We've got a the big sign behind me, sticker and a cause. So whatever your, your charitable organization, whether you have or a podcast you've got going, I don't care what it is. The way we grow here at the bar and the way we get more seats at the bar is you reach out to me on our Facebook, which is the, the Above the Bar podcast or our network which is the Earplug Podcast Network. And then our LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, they're all the Above the Bar podcast. You reach out to me. Let me know what you got going on. I'll tell you where to send the sticker to, and we'll throw your sticker up on the big board here. Once it's up there, we'll read about whatever that charitable organization is. The other thing is, is maybe your media is a little hungry and a little houseless. You need to reach out to Media by Dibs which I love the fact that you use the term houseless, not homeless. I love that. Um, Meet out the media by dibs. You can find dibs on Instagram is media by dibs. And that's D I B I D I B S on Facebook is media by dibs. Or if you're on LinkedIn, you can reach out to Andrew Dibble and you let him know that you want to belly up to the bar. As soon as you mention that to him, 
you're getting 10% off your first order with him and a free consultation. So the bar is open now. I mean, I'm not, you know, before I started podcasting, there was no, I did 20 years in the Marine Corps. There was nothing prima donna about me. And now I'm looking at myself going, my lighting's not right. I got to <laughs> fix my lighting now. Let me fix this here. Don't I look so much better now? Doesn't look like anything. <laughs> so there's nothing, nothing changed at all. But let me fix my mic so I sound better. So ridiculous. So welcome to the bar. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So happy to be here. So I, I want to explain your charity as much as I know it, but I'd rather you guys sp- explain it also. So you're out in Portland. Portland. Okay. Keep it weird. Yes. Um, which I heard something <laughs> else today. So they were picking on me because before the show started today, I, anybody who knows me knows I love food shows. My five-year-old sits and watch cooking shows and, and with me. There's very few that I don't like. I don't like the ones where they go into restaurants and they're like, your restaurant sucks. We're going to tear it all up. I don't watch those. I'm like, this is boring to me. I like I like the story shows and how chefs got to where they are and all those things. So they were in Portland. And I found out that Portland is the most vegan-friendly city in America. But it also has a nickname of Porkland. Because no. it's, yeah, I'm telling you, it's got that nick. You can't know. I'm telling you, Christina. It's there. <laughs> It's a thing, and after and you guys have an uh, Michelin stars don't come to Portland, but you have something crazy, some crazy number of food trucks, mm-hmm. like, and it's pods, which I thought was really cool. It's not like they just show up on corners. It's almost like people are like, eh, "I'm taking this corner, and we're all just gonna put food trucks here," which I just thought was, yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And, and I got to ask you, because one that really stuck out to me was, uh, have you gone to Moom Dot? I haven't heard of that. There's so many, so it, it so, could be really good. We just may not have heard What is of that it. one? So Moom Dot is a vegan Korean food. How do I, I not know this? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be contacting so, you. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it like popped up and she's like, came over from Vietnam or no, Vietnamese, Vietnamese, not Korean, Vietnamese. Vietnamese vegan food because she came over from Vietnam when she was two years old, blah, blah, blah. It's like her whole story is on it. So, but that's a whole nother thing. So I'm curious. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how you started the giving wave. Like, where does this even begin? So I'm a local realtor and Faith has like all the home loan needs that you would ever need covered. And we were just, you know, chatting one day and we're like, how can we help people that we're not already helping? You know, we help people get their dream home. We help people with investment properties every day. But what about people who aren't able to afford those options, right? And, you know, we're really passionate about the the vegan lifestyle and having that positive um, impact on the environment. And in Portland, we happen to have a lot of a huge houseless community. And so we're like, that's that's what we need to work with right there. And, and being able to um, network with local vegan restaurants to feed the houses community is just, it's really about community and um, promoting the, the vegan lifestyle. Now you keep using that term houseless community. Where, where did, is that something you came up with? Is that something you heard somewhere? Because when I read that on one of the posts before you guys came on, I was like, I really like that. You know, home is what you make of it, but house is different. So where did you come up with that? 
I, I think you just said it. It's like, I think that that in general, um, just because these people aren't living in a house doesn't mean they don't have a home. So we have a really good photo um, that we took of a tent and it's under this beautiful tree and it has the sign in front of it that says um, live life in full bloom which I think kind of explains that like it was it was beautiful and I've seen I've seen other really beautiful things people have done outside of their tents so it's just a way of respect like they do have a home it's just yeah they don't have a house so it, it, it was it just was so perfect when I when I heard that I was like I like it so now how long have you been actually doing this entire charitable organization? <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it hasn't been that long. It's been under a year. Um okay. and we just barely got our um nonprofit status. So you're um, an actual 501c now? Yes. yes, we are. Yeah, finally. It's awesome. Um yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> little cheers for you. I mean, that Thank that's you. a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And it's been so, awesome just kind of like, you know, having this idea and just watching it grow and watching the, the passion that the community had behind it um, from the vegan restaurants that we're working with to other nonprofits that we've been able to network with and how everyone just kind of supports each other and comes together for the common good. It's yeah. been amazing to see all the, you know, positive vibes and um, support that we've received. Absolutely. So that that it's it's funny how you say like the, the vibe so that was one of the things when i first was reading and and faith had reached out to me and was like hey i want to be on your podcast i'm like uh, okay bully you know push me around um and i was i was looking i was like i guess it it kind of threw me off that it was all vegan how is that even just in that houseless community and I lo- again we're going to start we're going to make that a thing um in that houseless community how was that first received when you were like, hey, here's uh, some Satan food? I know it's Satan, but I love Satan. My, so so you understand, I have one daughter that's – my daughters that I mentioned their names. One is a vegetarian and one is a vegan. Yes. So it, I I had to learn to Great cook. And we, yes. I, I've learned – and it was funny. Like at first I was like, I ain't having this vegan stuff in my house. And then I realized we're big vegetable people. I own – I. I raise big vegetable gardens. I probably got upstairs, you know, 75 heads of garlic, you know, it's, we we grow our own. So we, we were always doing that. Um, but it was one of those kind of things where, how was that? I'm just curious. How was that received by people when you were like, Hey, here's a, a, a meal, but it's, you know, this is a vegan meal. Like I love jackfruit also. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to, I can answer that if you want. Unless you have, yeah, go ahead. I mean, there, um, people are just grateful to have food. People are grateful that you stopped and considered them at all and smiled at them and are kind to them. Um, and then we actually had one guy, he was amazing. He asked us, is this vegetarian? Like it's vegan. He goes, oh my God, even better. So I think the response is good. That's yeah. awesome. Something else that a lot of people think of is like, okay, they're getting out vegan meals. Like this is like bland, like mush plate of tofu. Yeah. Yes. And they're some broccoli. Yeah. No, this is like, you don't know it's vegan unless we tell you it's vegan. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the times these people are happy to get the meal. They might not want to conversate. They might not want to hear about what the meal is. It looks good. It smells good. Thank you. Bye. And, and they enjoy it. And we might walk by them later. That was an awesome, like taco salad, or that was great. Like, 
chicken fried rice. Like, yeah, I was vegan. Like, yeah. So, you so know, true. these restaurants are, are artists with their food. They're mm-hmm. so creative. They're, they're so like detailed. I think um, one of the first places that we worked with actually goes out and like yeah. forages for their ingredients. Oh, just, really? They go that yeah. deep. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. See, that's, that's cool to me that, that they go that deep with it. And they're, they're really getting that far into it. I mean, how, so I got to ask this, is there any meals where like that, this is your, so you've partnered with some restaurants. I should mention that first. Oh, so yes. You partner with some restaurants. Go ahead and say the par- restaurants that you're partnering with to get these meals out. Ben and Esther's yeah. has been huge. I yeah. want to put them out there first because they're doing ongoing donations. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, they just call me and they're like, we have a bunch of bagels. Can you come pick them up? And I'm like, absolutely. I pick them up and I usually, if I don't have time that day, then I'll just, um, to like actually hand them out, I'll just go to shelters. And no, I've never like wasted a single bagel. Like people want them. Like it's, it's huge. And that's just bagels. They've also done like full meals that we went and handed out. Yeah. Um, so Ben and Esther's Vegan Jewish Deli. Um we have Secret Pizza Society. Yes, vegan pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuan Vegetarian. You're going to have to help me. Yes. Quite a few. And then Uban um, Sudoku. Yes. And that's the one that forages um, for all their They're ingredients. Amazing. So good. That's like feel good Japanese comfort food. It's just, and it's like all of these have different, um, it's like a different cuisine as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're not just getting what people might expect. Like you're getting pizza you're getting like all these different things ruby for red they made us a yes. really nice like um potato hash yeah um it looked like it had meat in it mm. but it was vegan <laughs> right. substitute you know so, so what were they using for their substitute oh so much good stuff she uses all like um you know she has more than just vegan it's like gluten-free and like nut-free yeah. and like so what was in her actual ingredients? I don't know. I, I don't know what she buys. I know that there's like morning star that could be like beet crumbles or there's, there's like there's different so substitutes. Different things. Yeah. I know. I mean, and we haven't even gotten to as many restaurants as like, it's countless. Like you said, it, um, Portland is just known for food in general, but the vegan scene is huge and there's literally everything. There's vegan sushi mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Well, that's my son. And it's funny that you, you refer to it as vegan sushi. So my five-year-old, I would never call it vegan sushi. We call it vegetable sushi. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he likes it and it's got avocado, rice. Mm-hmm. It's got the, the, the nori paper. And yeah. there's sometimes it will have uh, asparagus in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's – I think – there's something about that, you know, when you, when you say vegan, it almost, people yeah. are like, you're, you're, you're not yeah. going to, you're not going to get me to eat that. Yes. Hey, I look, know. I made a vegetable salad. Right. Like, or, or it'd be funny. Like if you're like, Hey, I have this vegan salad. What do you mean? It's a vegan salad. Well, no <laughs> shit, yeah. Sherlock. It's lettuce, tomato, cucumber. Yes. It's a freaking salad. Tell me about it. <laughs> There's just, but why do you think there is such that stigma that comes with that? You know, your charitable organization, the giving wave and folks, make sure you, you you go onto Facebook and you look up the giving wave, give them a like, you know, if, mm-hmm. is there a button or anything there? If somebody wanted to donate. Yeah. It's on our Instagram. It's on the Instagram, <laughs> which is the same thing, the giving wave on the Instagram. Yeah. So, so make sure you're going out and you're, you're finding them folks. But what do you think the stigma that so many people have this, like, 
I ain't gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna eat that. I, that's vegetables. Like I can answer that. <laughs> yeah, I can answer that. Um, it's because so here's the best way I can explain it. There are extreme people in every category of human, right? And those people are the loudest. They're the most annoying. They're the most judgmental. The most pushy, right? And so it's become a stereotype because those people are the loudest. It's also something they're very passionate about. I hate that. That's my least favorite thing is judginess. And it took me a really long time to use the label vegan because of that. However, I think it's important that I do because I do back up the core, um, the core idea of causing the least amount of suffering that you possibly can, preserving our environment and helping others, sharing um, but the reason that it's become that way is because those ex the people that you would call like extreme or whatever are the loudest. It's that simple. Um, but that's the wrong way to go about it. Like you need to be open and communicative with everyone. Well, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to me because when you say that the loudest, I guess the first person that comes to mind to me is the vegan lady. Who's that? You've never seen her on, on uh, TikTok. If you go on TikTok and just type in the vegan lady. Um, she's like, if you ever heard that that uh the soundbite where it's just the, somebody yelling, "Eat your vegetables," <laughs> that's the vegan lady. Okay. Uh, so she and but she was one of the ones like you said, very loud, very pushy, very like in your face about uh where she's like, "You're killing and you're this, you're that," and, right. and it. It was very over over the top and very very right. pushy in that way, but right. I, I I get what you're saying. You know, no one. It, it, it's the uh, what's the the workout thing that every not oh God. What's the workout group where Orange Theory? No, not that we have those out the, out our way now in uh, Albany. It's the other one where you know they're flipping tires and they're doing all that. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, it's I, that, about. I can't think of what it is. If somebody who's watching can remember what that. Uh, knows. Oh God, it's that type of work. They're I can't everywhere. think of. It. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. These gyms, but but it's always funny to me. Uh, these gyms because uh, there's a the big joke. They use the uh, Fight Club. The first rule of 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 it is to not tell. Well, the first rule yeah. of it is to tell everyone. That's kind of like the vegan thing. First rule of being a vegan: tell everyone you're a vegan. Right. I think and, people just get really passionate about it, um, which happens in every category. Like I said, like now, what are you what's your uh, and when you're first approaching these these groups and saying to them, like, hey, you have amazing vegan food like the Jewish de the Jewish vegan uh, deli. So and, good. So good. and what was the, the, the Japanese was Odon Odell Oban 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 and you're, you're approaching them. I know San Francisco has a big thing where it always blows my mind of all the cities in America, San Francisco. It's against the law to give meals to people on the streets and, and to do that. It's against the law in San Francisco, if you didn't really? know that. Oh, yeah, well, which is so funny to me because that's where some of the most Democrat politicians, the one biggest ones, and that's where Skid Row is, and that's their cities yeah. and – and it's against the law there. There's a preacher, a priest who went to jail multiple times for giving meals to people on the streets out there. Is that Does, because of sanitation or what? It, what is that's what they say it is. But this food is going to go into a dumpster and yeah. 
what their argument is is oh you can't do this uh, i don't know all the rules to it but i believe that's the biggest thing is like all oh, this food you don't know what if somebody gets sick i think that's the least of their concerns yeah, they're digging out of the, if, if you're in starvation mode you're going to dig out of that dumpster anyway right so so how how does because i don't know the the law out there in uh portlandia which is a funny-ass show if you've never watched That's the it. Best. <laughs> I love that show. I love it. Um, out there in Portland, um, my favorite characters are the, the women who own the bookstore. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that, is, that is so great to me. But what is <laughs> – if you I want to go. Like there's like a couple mm-hmm. – Seattle, Portland, and Austin yeah. are cities that I want to go to. Absolutely. Um, mo- and if you didn't know it, it's all because I want to eat there. Um all those shows, all uh, Portland, right? Yeah. <laughs> come to plant-based so, poppy. What is it? Come to Ben and Esther's. Come to plant-based poppy. I would oh, go. Man, like, I, I'm all. I'm. I'm about all those things. Uh, if you've never been to Atlanta, Atlanta's a great eating city too. Ooh, but, yeah. but what is, what is the like? Are you guys safe out there to do this? Is it, are there any rules about that? Or like, did you have to find what those rules were? How did you even? Or was it like, nope, I'm giving out food. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think maybe a combination. Um, I think, um, I mean, it's, you're basically buying someone a meal prepared, prepared by a restaurant. So it's not like we are doing anything to it. I'm not cooking it in my kitchen. It's like, I'm ordering someone a meal. Like these are prepared in a restaurant who has food safety requirements and they're up to the standards. So there's, how could that be a problem? Like, I'm literally ordering, basically I'm ordering someone else meals ready to go. I pick it up straight from the restaurant, just like an Uber Eats would do Mm -hmm. and delivering it straight to someone who needs it. So. See, in in my mind right now, I feel like you two got together on this and Faith was the one that was like, I'm just going and getting food and just giving it to people. And Christina was the one like, we need to look into the rules on this (laughs) and make sure we don't get in trouble. Am I right? Uh, a background in restaurant management so i was like this is fine this is fine this see is fine. i knew it no. i knew it you okay. had all the rules already figured out there was no doubt in my mind about this and i based it purely on the fact that when we were putting all this together faith was the one that was like hey i want to be on your show here's here's my shit i'm coming on your show <laughs> me and my friend we're coming on and then yes. like i sent it all out and christina had everything like lined out like here yeah. here's the information we're a here's good team this way. we are a great team yeah yeah see i had no i had no doubt about it see i knew it <laughs> but don't but get some, us in trouble now like no like know, now, there's look there's four people that are listening you're fine don't worry about it we're not going to get in trouble <laughs> you're we'll not going to get in trouble over here <laughs> we're going to just stir this all around so i i i think i know what your goal is but what is the goal for you in Portland with all this? What what are you what are you hoping to achieve? I'll tell you, I have a much bigger vision for this thing than I think um, anyone even realizes. But the goal is to obviously help people who are struggling right now um, by serving them food and also having conversations with them. Like I said earlier, it's so important to have conversations with people. It's important to listen to their stories. So I really want to get each individual's story and let them know that someone out there cares. I also want to share that story. Um, And I want to partner with other nonprofits. We're just supplying food, right? So I want to be able to say for certain people that want out of this situation and make it very clear, which is most of them, you know, 
um, hey, I have a resource that has counseling. I have a resource with drug addiction help. I have a resource that does job placement or housing or whatever. But we're going onto the street and we're talking with these people while we share a meal. So we're getting all those insights. I want to refer people out to more help. While at the same time, I'm obviously super passionate about the plant-based movement, the environment, sustainability. So we, I, I want to highlight vegan restaurants. I want to show people how delicious it is. I mean, you won't even know it's vegan. It's amazing. And then um, the environmental impacts are just insane. So you might as well do it all at once. Yeah, and another huge thing for us is you've probably seen like spreading kindness, you know, that's the idea of yeah, giving way. And when we're out there, we're meeting these people and we're hearing their stories. A lot of people are walking by and not taking the time to even acknowledge these people. Yeah. And, Correct. you know, after COVID, just in Multnomah County alone, there's been like um, a study where they've had like a thousand more people experiencing houselessness just due to like those circumstances. Yeah. So, yes, there's mental illness, there's drug addiction, there's different reasons people might be in those circumstances, but COVID happened to all of us. And, yeah. and it could have been me or my sister or somebody who had that um, circumstance. So I think that kind of changing the way people are looking at houselessness and, you know, being able to be a voice and um, rehumanize yeah. people because it's really sad that people walk by, like it's not even happening. Well, well, the community is a huge, you know, point for us as well. Yeah. I mean, you guys were the center of a lot of news there in Portland, you know, taking over an entire they took over the block, the police station, uh, you know, all those different elements that were going on out there. Um, your community of of houseless individuals out there. Can you kind of give a, a view of what it is? I mean, I grew up on the East Coast, you know, I to me. I saw the Reagan era, you know, shut it all down, push people that had mental health issues that needed treatment. Forget it. We're not going to pay for that anymore. Force them out onto the streets. Oh, well, you know, it's not our problem. They'll go deal with it. What is the the view in Seattle or Seattle, God, in Portland? I think sometimes even I do it. We kind of like cross those two cities over from each other. It's just People a thing. Do, but you know, we're our own place. It's you're just you're you know you know it's just one well, of those things we do. <laughs> it's one of those things we do. But but how would you, yeah, if you were going to make an avatar of the Portland person who's houseless, what do they look like? Does that make sense? That question. Uh, I don't think that's fair to, it's fair not to fair. say. It's not yeah. fair. We, no. Wide range. Yeah. And, I think well, and, and that's, well, then you could say that, you know, that then, then it is a, a wide range. Cause I, yeah. I always growing up, you know, we oh stay away from, they're crazy. They're that, they're this. Like, how would you, mm-hmm. how would yeah. you characterize that person? That's, you, yeah, you can't do that. I think um, people, you know, experiencing these circumstances, need a little bit of extra kindness and they might need resources like mental health services. Um, they might need addiction services. And if, if we're going to make an avatar of a person that looks like that, it's not going to be very nice, is it? <laughs> but I think that, um, I think that, you know, just going out there and having those conversations and helping um, them connect with resources, like Faith was saying, it yeah. goes a long way because some people don't even have access to like, shower or a fresh change of clothes or a restroom right 
So helping them take those first steps to rehumanize themselves in some cases. Yeah, if I could add like to like you, a lot of people picture this person that's you know, I don't, they have a picture of a of someone that's living on the street in a certain way. But we have actually a really good video on our Instagram about someone who I would have never known was living in a tent, um, except for we saw him sitting outside of his tent reading a book, totally clean shaven, um, just normal guy. But he was sitting outside of his tent and we approached him and we were like, hey, like we have some free food you know, would you like some? Do you want to talk? And we always ask people if they would like to share their story or they would like to say anything. And he was willing to. And his name is Kevin. And he um, actually works two jobs. And he moved from, I think, California. That sounds great. um, And got laid off, I believe, because of COVID. And luckily for him, he one of his jobs is a hotel. And so he's able to shower and shave and all of that. But he's struggling because when he got laid off, he used his credit cards for his income and his credit went to complete shit. So he can't get an apartment. He doesn't have friends or family here because he moved to Portland for the job. So like when, when you say paint or do an avatar, it's like, no, there's just such a wide range. Like this guy's like mentally there, clean shaven, has two jobs. You would never know. Then there's, it ranges from that to like, you know, to the other side where it's like out of your mind having mental illness and don't know how to take care of yourself you know what i mean these are people that have obstacles in their way and they're they're struggling to overcome them or to cope with them and so i think that's one thing they all have in common is you know they're people struggling yeah huge obstacles you know basic need of shelter is should be basic right but it's not is it and that's what that's what i'm looking for because i think we all think of the the houseless person as um, something we've seen on a movie right. where it's the crazy bag lady pushing a cart, you know, talking to her thumb, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. exactly it it's the it's that skid row dynamic that, you know, a man on on the streets, you know, he's he's a drunkard. He, he ain't shit and you know he's he's just bearing his problems I, I watched the thing the other day um you know whatever the guy was saying he was like I think he was actually mentioning marijuana he goes marijuana is not a gateway drug trauma is yeah mm-hmm. coping and healthy ways yeah trauma trauma is the gateway and and I feel like when we talk about this and I, and I want people to hear about these stories, I actually reached out to a, a buddy who uh, who he's a, wants to be a filmmaker. And I was like, hey, you need to be jumping on here. He's the kind of guy who would who would pack his stuff up and head out that way. Um, <laughs> and, and and I think that's what I want people to hear is I wanted to hear you say there's not a single person that this looks like. Right. That individual. You don't. Yeah, the guy that goes that's standing next to you at, at, at work, it may not be the job you're, you know, it might be a, an assembly line. It might be, a, you know, those other places. That person is houseless because he can't afford to live in a community that he used to live in. Right. He can't afford it. I mean, what is the, the market out there, that housing market now look like for, for where it used to be a place where, that middle, lower middle class could go and, and find a place. 
to live. What does that look like now in, in Portland? I mean, you guys are right there. Yeah, yeah. definitely very um, competitive. You know, a lot of people are moving from out of state and there is, you know, not enough houses, you know, so. A 450 uh, a house that costs $450 is a fixer-upper, you know. How, what, 450K? It's a fixer-upper? Yeah, upper? that's a fixer. That's a fixer if, and, you know, the inventory is still low, so. So you guys are still having those issues. But now do you still have the blight out there also? The what? The blight? Housing blight? They don't call it that out there? Not see, on the East Coast, see, in the East Coast, we call it blight, housing blight, where um, houses that have just gone empty, nobody lives in them. They've got mm -hmm. the, the big red square on the side of the building because somebody, somebody from the city has call, come in and kind of nailed a thing to say no one can live in here. Oh, um, condemned or something. It's condemned, but but it's called blight. We call it blight on the East Coast. It's a big thing, especially in New York. And, yeah. What, what no, did you call it? We don't have a lot of those, honestly. Like, if, if there is a lot that's like that, maybe the owner's, like, not in state or something happens, people are figuring out who owns this lot. Like, this is an opportunity. Um, no, we don't have right. a lot of that out here. No. Really? See, that's, see, that's a big thing here out our way is um, blight. And that's what it's called. It's, it's interesting that, that it's not you don't hear it that way or you don't you're not seeing it that way out there. No. We would say, no, that that's blight. That's housing blight. Wow. Hmm. Well, you just taught me something. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm trying to cheer myself up. I'm just clap for myself here for a minute. So as you should. So, you know, you're building these stories. Um, that one gentleman you're talking about who has two jobs, he, he's out there. Um, what are some of the assets that, that you've, you've gained or networking contacts that you've gained through doing the giving wave? And again, folks, make sure you're going on to Instagram, you're going on to Facebook, you're going, is, is there a Twitter? Yes. No. LinkedIn. TikTok. Anything? TikTok. TikTok. You know, oh, there, the I've seen wave. some of the video. I have seen the, the videos of the giving wave on TikTok. I think we're following mm -hmm. them. So make sure you go out and you give them a follow you, you go find that, that button and, and you give them a share and, and you, you donate to this, but what are some of the assets through this that you found that you've been able to help people, you know, through, through donating these, these vegan meals. And I'm telling you folks, go find your local vegan restaurant. I promise you, we got one here in the Albany area. If you're in the Albany Troy area and you're listening, go to the Hadley building where I, where I work at and go to Organa. It's called, and he does a pulled jackfruit. Yeah, that yeah. I promise you, this pulled jackfruit sandwich with the vegan cheese is out of this world. And then he's got these like tater tots with the or he calls it organa sauce. It it shit so good. It, it reminds me of Polynesian sauce from uh, Chick Fil A. Is what it tastes like, mm. uh, which is so good. But see, you you said mm because you've had it. You've had you some Chick Fil A. You can't get away from I've it. I've never had Chick Fil A, but <laughs> I've had meat and I've had all the sauces. So you you can't get away from Chick Fil A. It's just too we good. We need to put that on our know. list for when we get out that way, though, because we're trying to you know we're trying to go everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna travel now. with this eventually. That would be awesome. Well, come find us, and we'll, we'll we'll I'll introduce you to my daughters who know where all those places are. Yeah. I don't know where any of them are, but um. Uh, <laughs> But what are some of the, the assets that you found to help these people out through this? I think just building community, you know, partnering with um, local vegan restaurants and helping them also gain awareness. 
And um, we've partnered with some other nonprofits where it's like, okay, we know where you can go get a shower today. We know where there might be clothes for you. Do you need a bus pass? We know, you know, there's so many resources through these other nonprofits, um, not just like a few, like so many um, nonprofits where we're able to tell people, oh, do you, you know, there's a doctors that will come out to you. Um, right. I have to do a shout out to um, PDX Saints, who's a nonprofit we've we've been communicating with, and they invited us to this really cool thing they do. It's basically like this parking lot with all these free resources. Um, and so they have like haircuts, they have free food, produce, dry goods, plus hot meals. They have, like she said, the bus passes. Uh, like, man, I'm forgetting so It's like this parking lot full of free resources, yeah. right? And Cultivated so- incentives is one of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's just amazing. So to be able to make those connections. And like I said, we're out there talking with these people. Not only are we sharing kindness, listening to their story, but we're also saying, hey, come check this out. We have this, we have that. Cause it's really all the same goal, which is to help each other. Um, and we're just getting started. Like yeah. we're just getting started. So we're gonna do a lot more soon. How about any commonalities that you're finding with, with you know, the, the folks that, that you're helping out are you seeing any commonalities that that have kind of stuck out to you where you're like, wow, this person's in that same situation, connecting folks that are in those scenarios? Any commonalities at all? Veterans. Veterans is huge. I feel like for our population, it's a lot veterans, of veterans, minorities, yep. um, addiction issues, I feel like. Totally. Mental health issues. Which again comes from trauma, trauma and there's definitely a lack of mental health help. You know, like the veteran, the veteran community, we're we're big on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're well, right. I, I can tell you why the veteran community is so bad about it. Mm-hmm. It's a simple answer. Bonus, please. Because most of your vets, we have all we believe we're beyond the help. You don't mm-hmm. understand what I've gone through. You don't know what I've done, and I'm a man. I can handle this shit myself. Mm. Uh, even if it's a woman, she's a vet. She went into a field that is male dominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, and most women that are in those fields also have that similar mentality of I'm a woman. I can handle this shit. I can take care of my own shit. I don't need you. And it's a fact. It's, mm-hmm. it's who we are as people. Um, mm-hmm. I will tell you there is a if you run into vets into those world, it's tough to get us to listen, but there is a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of organizations. DAV, just DAV is disabled American veterans. The American Legion and the VFW, as much as we just think they're drinking halls, that's like a completely sidebar thing for them. Their actual real stuff is their veteran advocacy groups. So I, that's a big thing for me. You may not know this. We lose 22 vets a day to suicide. That is a fact. That is a real number. Yeah. 20, 22 a day um, because we're knuckleheads. As a, as, a, as a vet, we're just knuckleheads. We're like, I don't need to listen. I don't need to talk to you. I can handle my own shit. And that's who we are. Suck it up, buttercup, move on. And that's what we were taught for many moons. And it sticks mm-hmm. in our head and, you know. So that's where that's where a lot of that comes from. That's sad. Do you have advice having, you know, 
I mean, experience yourself, but how have you dealt with that mentality or do you have advice for us interacting with people who might come across who have a mentality yeah. would be the best approach? Find another vet. Move on. No, find another vet. Find another vet. Find another vet. It it sounds so simple that that really um, find another vet or or just that's the biggest thing. I I think most of us, um, we we only want to listen to another vet. Oh, like a vet with us to connect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you've got to find another vet who can listen to them and and can communicate at their level. Yeah, you hear that, yeah. Like the brotherhood, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. That 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 camaraderie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's funny. I didn't mean to get into any vet stuff, but no, it, I'll explain this to you. So this makes sense mm-hmm. to you. Everybody talks about how horrible boot camp is. Oh, they scream, they do this, they make you do this, that, and the other. That's actually it's a form of uh, psychological warfare that they're doing. So here's the way that works, and here's the logic behind it. I was 17 when I went to boot camp. I didn't understand what I was seeing or what I was going through, but here's the way it works. And here's why they do the things they do. So you're going to take one for the Marine Corps. I'll use the Marine Corps. For example, all Marines on the East of the Mississippi go to Paris Island. All Marines West of the Mississippi go to uh, San Diego. That's the way we do it. So you got to think about it. you're taking people from the Florida panhandle to Maine, on the East Coast, they have zero commonality. They don't know each other. They didn't grow up the same. They may have grown up in uh, ducking gangs. They may have grown up very wealthy. They have no commonality. So you put them in Paris Island all together, and now they're going to have three to five drill instructors, depending upon the time of the year and the big, how big their platoon is, screaming, hollering, yelling, basically coming at them. So now they all have a single thing in common, hatred yeah. of the drill instructor. Mm-hmm. Look, if you guys can't see it, Christina just had a light bulb go off. If you've never seen someone yeah. have a light bulb go off over their head, <laughs> yeah. that's what I just watched as her face went and she just smiled like, son of a bitch, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes a lot yeah. of sense. So, yeah. so what they do to us is we have a commonality of a hatred of the drill instructor. So this bonds everyone together against that one commonality. Mm-hmm. So when you get out and you're not, you're no longer around somebody that you're bonded against the commonality and, and granted, look, some of us do four years and more, but that person gets out and they've lost that. They don't have that. Yeah. That and was that was the one thing that bonded you together was the commonality of service or your unit or whatever. Um, And a lot of times the service is a safety net for a lot of us because you can blow your whole paycheck in the military and still go to the chow hall and eat. You can spend all your money on booze, but still have a roof over your head. You'll always have electricity. You always have hot water. You'll always have a food. You get out, do those things. They're not there anymore. And a lot of us weren't taught to keep going, how to do that. They didn't figure out how to do that. They didn't learn how to do that. Oh. And and that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with people that didn't learn those things or they're also dealing with mental things that, again, how do you explain that? You know, They can't explain to you what it was like to be the first Marines to go into Fallujah. 
They can't. You'll never get it. And that's what you're that's what you're seeing out of a lot of them. It's a new homeless population. You know, or, the, or those service members. There's a gap in there where you had the Vietnam era on the streets. And then we kind of they faded away. And then we had no wars. And then you have these guys that have, have only known that for the last you don't realize it. The war really started in 01. So you have service members retiring as of last year that have only known combat have only after 20 years, they've never seen a time in their service time where we were not at war. We've never had that before. Something you said really stuck with me is like, if you're going in at 17, you know, those are the ages where people are going off to the dorms or college and finding their independence. And if you're learning how to survive and dealing with trauma and then you just get out and you never got to learn those skills. Like I actually never thought about it that way. So you just shed a lot of light on that for me. Thank you. Yeah. And and so when you see that guy, try to try guy or gal, and it is gals too, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in in today's military where everybody wants equality. You can equal, you can equally go to combat and you can equally get shot at. Welcome to welcome to equality. And that's what that is. So we have gals out there also who have been through those things. And when you see them, the best thing for them is try to get them with another with with one of those veteran service organizations. They they know the language. They speak the language. You know, it's 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 like if I said to you, uh, FISBO, you know what I mean? You know what a FISBO is, right? That makes sense to you. But if I if I said to you I was in second Mardiv, yeah, <laughs> don't mean shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's yeah. well, well yeah. you guys are sharing so much. I, you guys are sharing of your heart. That is huge. There there is no greater greater thing that, that we can do as as people than what you're doing. I, was there something in your lives? And, and I, I don't mean to get too personal, but this is. What all, things like this would make me very interested. Was there something in your lives that happened that you said you experienced when you were younger that made you want to do this or, or just made this come to you and say, I got to go do this? I don't want to speak for you, but I think that one thing we both have in common is that we have a passion for doing what's right. And yeah. if we see something that maybe people are are not taking action because it's normalized not to do so but we know that taking action is the right choice we're not scared to go against the grain to do the right thing we have a passion for for making sure that we're creating justice where maybe there is no justice if we're able to do it that's that's what that's what we want to do yeah no i think people get stuck in a group mentality where they just do you froze did i lose you oh no no they're frozen we're back (laughs) are we still frozen (laughs) Now you're frozen. We you're froze for a minute. Like no one's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> like who was frozen? You, you were, were frozen. frozen. I I was frozen. So you were frozen on my end. Are okay. we still frozen? Nope, no, we're not frozen anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he looks frozen. I think he's frozen. <laughs> I don't know if we're frozen or, or who's frozen or what is going on. Uh, see. I asked. I asked those a good question. That look, I'm telling you, I'm surprised Nathan's not here. It's very odd for Nathan to not pop in yet. Uh, no, nor- it's very odd that normally Nathan would have popped in by now, uh, and he would have already asked 
what your favorite foods what your favorite foods are. That's his thing. He likes to ask everybody what their favorite foods are. But but I lost it there, Faith. So what, what was it? What was there? What was was there anything in your in your youth that kind of made you you know um, push towards this? Like, anything honest, that you experienced? I think that I've always just been. I can feel like when I walk into the room, usually I can feel, I can pick up on other energies, other people's mood. You, We all can. You feel like someone's depressed or whatever. You kind of absorb that a little. And if someone's happy and they walk into the room, same thing. Well, my, my ability for that might be a little bit heightened or something, but I, I just can't not, um, I guess it's empathy. Like I can't not feel that when someone else is feeling something. So, and it's, it's been that way since I was a child. I can't not. Now, you thought I was messing with you a minute ago. I sent Nathan a text message. I said, where are you? <laughs> you ready? Is he under your desk? That's oh. your favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> so many good choices. Oh, now, are you, I know Faith, Chris, Chris, Kristen, are you a vegan also? I'm, I've been vegetarian for almost 20 years and I am trending more towards vegan, but I'm not going to say I'm vegan. I'm, I'm vegetarian. You still like a good omelet. Uh, my son, you know, I have an almost two year old son. He's highly allergic to eggs. So eggs is not like something, but I'm trying to get better at like reading labels. Cause you'd be surprised. Like I'm good at knowing what has eggs in it now, but you'd be surprised like what has butter in it or honey or something that you Outer wouldn't expect. Everything. Yeah. You so. won't eat honey. Hold on. That is the most natural of natural foods. It's not a vegan. Nothing. But, but here's the thing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing with a, Honey, honey doesn't have a face. That's a that's a hot topic, you know. Some people do, and some people it. don't. Like, like honey doesn't have a face. I could speak on it. Speak on that. Okay, I. And you I, still didn't answer what your favorite food is, so we got to get that here in a minute. Well, I don't do favorites very easily. My fa if I do pick a favorite, it changes. So Mexican Mexican food, the groovy foray. I like Indian food a lot. Oh, I love Indian vegan is the shit. I know. Yeah, I will give you that one. Like, like they have it. figured out they have figured out vegan, especially Southern Indian, because most of mm. what we know of Indian food is Northern Indian. Mm. It, you need I to come to you. Portland. You need to come to Portland. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a fat kid that lives in my soul that knows all this shit. And I watch all these food. Oh, shows. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like most most vegan, most Indian food that we know in this it is Northern Indian Punjabi. And it's very heavily that way because that's it is what it is. Just like when yeah. I love people that are like chicken tikka masala. That's an that's actually an English dish made by Indians. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> like it's surprised. it's very like it's like this isn't real. This isn't a traditional Indian dish. This is a dish made for the English by Indian people with their mm. with their like it's a whole thing. I 100% believe you. And see, and here's here's why Nathan always says that the show, when I ever have a glitch that the show's haunted, we had Patty Negri on. Patty is <laughs> the medium for like ghost whispers and all these other things. And she's been on the show. I like and, it. <laughs> and anytime I have somebody on that's like anywhere connected to that, my show just goes to shit. Just falls apart. Weird. Weird. It is. So. So what, I still didn't get a favorite dish from you. We'll figure it out here. But what's the honey thing? Tell me the honey thing. I know we're like on five no, topics right now. So, so honey doesn't have a face. Uh, bear with me here. Listen. All right. Hear me out. Hear me I'm out. hearing you. I'm hearing and, you. And I'm not. It's like it's obviously 
<laughs> not the same as eating a burger, right? Eating a dead cat. It's not the same thing, right? It's funny. But hear me out. There are mm -hmm. some things which vegans can justify not doing it for. First of all, not necessary. You don't really need it. Second of all, um, the bees themselves are actually genetically modified to produce more honey, but not pollinate. And so when they are out there, you're, you're raising these honeybees for honey, they're actually um, competing with actual pollinating bees in the actual environment. And you can look into it. Um, again, I'm not saying it's the same thing at all, but there's an environmental aspect to that. Um, they also have to crush the male bees to extract the semen when they're breeding them. Again, this is industrial, like large scale stuff. Okay. Because I have a lot of friends that are that are that are that are beehive like absolutely, absolutely, and that you can say that with lots of different things, right? Like, there's you know friends that have eggs in their backyard versus eggs you buy from the grocery store, right? Totally again, different. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm trying to get, highlight why there is that that argument on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know what my, one of my favorite? I, oh God, I love I love the term free range. Do you? Know you? Oh, you know why? Because it's the biggest why? load of bullshit. Thank you. That's just to like because all free range, together. all free range means yeah. is we didn't put you in a cage that was like yes. just big enough for two of you to stick in. We yeah. just we just made the chicken stand asshole to elbow. We opened the door. They can't even actually get out there because they're too crammed pack and they're right. There's nothing to it. Like they when they say it. like these are free range chickens. No, they're not. Bullshit. They didn't. They weren't walking around in a yard or something like no, that. No, no, no. It's to that, make the that, buyer feel better about themselves. That that. Well, you know another one. You want to really ruin people's day? Did you know the <laughs> did you did you know the word organic is trademarked? Oh, I'm not surprised at all. So if you go look up uh, the term organic. Uh, is trademarked so there is a particular food company i don't remember who it is that actually trademarked the term organic so that they can produce anything they want and say organic food and it'll have the tm at the end of it doesn't mean that it's organic wow that's ridiculous um yeah that, that's, that's right. all that's yeah. all those things but yeah. i'm not trying to get into like a whole because i like my, like I said, my daughters are vegetarians and vegans. I, I always make sure I have meals for them. Like I make an amazing yeah. potato salad and no bitches. There ain't no raisins in it for anyone who wants to ask that question. Um, Why it's got old, I don't know. That's a whole thing where people are like, you make potato salad with raisins. I don't put raisins in my food. I didn't know that was there will crazy. be, there will be a lot of old bay in there though. Um, Cause that's my, my deal. But um, there's a whole thing about, my daughters are, are like – I hunt, and they're like – they're okay yeah. with that because they're like, we get it. You hunt, and you eat yeah. what you have because it's – you. they aren't, aren't going to eat it, but they know that like, hey, it's okay. You, you, mm -hmm. The one won't let me take my, my new grandson. He's only he's less than a year old. I'm like, he's going hunting with Pop-Up, but she's like, oh. no, that's not happening. I'm like, that shit's the going vegan or vegetarian or neither? The vegan. The vegan okay. won't. The, my, yeah. other, my other granddaughters, they're like – we love you, Pop-Up. We'll eat what you cook, but we're not going out in the woods with you. That's your shit. Yeah. They like they like princess dresses and things like that, and they're very artistic. My one daughter is a tattoo artist. She does amazing work. Ooh, um, okay. oh, look, I can't show you my leg. I'll show it. Like, I've got tattoos from her, but nonetheless. But I was curious. What are your, you know, and you were kind of like, yeah, no, you, you weren't like, you're the devil. 
Um, what is your feeling on on the other side where people are like, look, sustainable harvest, sustainable things like that? Right. Have do you have you looked into any of that from? I know your organization; it's it's vegan food that you're donating. But have you ever looked into any of those um, charitable? This is my best friend Ken. He's so full yes. of shit. I found a raisin. <laughs> my you never found a raisin. If you found a raisin, bro, that was a fly that landed in your food. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like you found a fly. I'm sorry. We were outside when we were eating. You fine. found a fly. And you ate it. You had a protein. You had protein in your shit. <laughs> but uh, have you ever looked into any of those? groups that like make sure that they're they're working for very sustainable you know products and very sustainable things of that nature or is it like nope our thing is vegan that's where we're at or have you thought about it what we have done is challenge restaurants to come up with vegan options if maybe they don't have strictly vegan um a strictly vegan menu um so we've kind of like challenged them to come up with vegan options and work with them yeah, we will work with non-vegan restaurants, um, but I would encourage them to create a vegan meal. It's actually less ingredients, like they can do beautiful things and it expands their creativity. It, I think that it's really important to not just work with vegan restaurants, but to also work with non-vegan restaurants. But I do want to stick to vegan meals. And Nate is absolutely right. I know so many stupid facts. That's why I forget passwords all the time. That's what I blame it on. That. <laughs> I don't blame. I don't think it's the bourbon in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, never. Which never. is vegan. If you didn't know it, bourbon is vegan. Okay. Like yes. th- this is a fact. It's vegan. That's yeah. my other my other thing though is. And since you you you're both vegetarian vegan, if anyone's thinking about this lifestyle, and I think that's really what it is. It it has to be a lifestyle choice that you you go into and you you change how you how you do things. It, it's really an epigenetics thing also, in my opinion, because, you know, it's it's you're kind of changing the way your body functions at that point and taking a lot of all these extra hormones out of it, extra antibiotics that you don't need. And, and you're removing those things from your diet. I promise you, you will feel better. I, I think yes. about it all the time. But I'm, yes. this is I'm, it's tough for somebody like me who I do a lot of road time in my job. So, you know, you're like oh, road time. Road time, like so. I'm on road. the road a lot. Road. That's that Baltimore accent you're hearing. It's sometimes you know? it's hard. It words no. like road. It's I'm on the road, dear hunt, all the time. I go out there and I'll, I'll get what I need to get done. But, um, what is it? Some of the things that you would say as somebody who's been into doing this for a long time that you've experienced that you would say, hey, here's some of the pitfalls. I know what I've seen from again. I watched my daughter start it. Mm-hmm. And I know what the pitfalls were, you know, look, Twinkies don't have anything real in them. So, oh God, no. yeah. but, but, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it wasn't Twinkies, but there was a lot of that initially like, well, I can eat this because it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. have those things in it. What are some of the pitfalls that you've experienced? Uh, for, for me, um, you know, the hardest part for me has just been other people. If I'm being completely honest, it's been that, like we were talking about earlier, the stereotype and it's like other people's judgment has been literally the hardest part. I have learned to le- uh, read labels. Like I, like I just go basically, and <laughs> I'm really good at it, but I'll tell people this all the time. It's not that I can't have it. It's that I literally have learned so much about it that I do not want it at all in my life. 
Um, and I can say that I feel a million times better. Like I've never been a runner my whole life, but when I made the switch after a couple months, all of a sudden I would wake up with so much energy where I was like, I have to go run. I think I need to run. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it other than that. I don't know if everyone's body will vibe with it as much as I have, but, um, I've never had any cravings of anything or like none of that shit for me. Like it's just, it works. So. Yeah. How about, how about for you there? Cause you're more vegetarian. You said you're leaning. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning more about like vegan options and how to incorporate that in my life. And, you know, I've been vegetarian for 20 years. So I have like this set, like when I go to the grocery store, I know I'm going to get right. So I have to relearn. What am I going to get when I go to the grocery store? Um, You know, Portland, you have so many amazing vegan restaurants, but sometimes like going out with friends if you're not the one picking the restaurant that can be kind of hard like okay like I think yeah I think kind of like other people's judgment of you like oh she does this. she's not gonna eat like she's too good to eat this like maybe I just don't want to eat french fries for dinner tonight you know like <laughs> right that's that's the other, other yeah but you, oh god have you ever had poutine yeah we have vegan poutine here yeah I, I, Vegan poutine. I don't know. You have to try it. Have you? This, this, like, yeah. And you'll be like, "What the fuck?" I don't know. Oh, that vegan poutine. That would be a tough one for water. me. <laughs> yeah, I say water. 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 Yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it, it's look in Baltimore. We have I. There's actually. A, if you get a chance, go on YouTube and you look up like a uh, Baltimoreese or Baltimore accent. It's a mm-hmm. it's an entire language thing where oh, okay. it's it's we're horrible. We butcher the there is no culture that I've ever experienced that butchers the English language more than we do. It's a whole thing. And Nate's from Baltimore also. He knows what I'm talking about. We go places and people are like, So are you from like Georgia or Alabama? I'm like, <laughs> Nope, I'm from Baltimore. And they're like, Huh. That's what that is. That's what that is. And Ken says it. I don't know why people can't respect your diet decisions without the judgment. And it's so weird. Like, like I I know for me, one of the things I've always said, like if I was had to go, like my doctor was like, you got to go into a diet. I would say pescatarian is one that for me, I would be very comfortable with. And a lot of people are like, I hate fish. How could you eat fish? Yeah. That my house, like when we put fish on the table, I have to argue with my my sons like leave leave me something to eat. Oh. And they're like No. Seriously? <laughs> I'm like like well like when you go to the grocery store and you buy like the bags of fish like they're and we don't buy the breaded I, I don't like breaded and we buy like the whole my kids are like dad how many do you want? I'm like I want at least two fillets. They're like okay. Because they will blow through all of it, all of them, all my sons. But that's that's what we want, and it's it's a healthy option. Uh, see if I can get my daughter. Just was like, "Oh my God, you're doing that right now!" Because I told her beforehand, I was like, "Jump on, and and this Go is all on. your conversation." So, yeah. so, so we've got this. It, any website, anything? Because we're in an hour. You guys, good. You, Instagram is huge for us. So yeah. check out our Instagram. Um, as we did, grow you just up. say to Graham? Did you just say to Graham? The Graham, check out the Graham, the giving wave. <laughs> Does your silhouette give you energy? That's what I want to know. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go find it. Oh, that's so great. 
that was so funny. For those of you who are on Instagram, you know what I mean by my silhouette gives me en- gives me energy. How's that song go? I don't know. I actually, we don't know. Yeah. I, just, well, like, no, I thought you guys knew it. It's it's like a whole thing. You know, yeah. we have so many things to Google now. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm. I feel like like I'm the old guy here. Like I shouldn't know all these things. It might be like different targeting, like the East Coast, like the things that are like coming up on your thing are different, you know? I feel like you're right. Like this is very interesting. Like we like throwing out things. Like I, I'm really surprised you didn't know the term like housing blight. No. Yeah. I was like, what like, is he talking about? Like that's a huge, huge thing here on the East Coast. Like, I, I guess we still get squ- like, do you still get squatters out there a lot on the West Coast? I feel like that happens, right? I don't know. Like we yeah, get a li- it's not like it's not like every block or every right. few blocks. It's like very far and few in between, and it doesn't last for long. Yeah, see, on the East Coast, that's that's a thing. Squatters and blight, and mm-hmm. you at least know what a trap house is, right? Yeah, but once it's <laughs> like blown up after a couple weeks or something, right? They usually catch on fire. No, I know what I'm just saying. Yes. Oh my God. No, that, that's a meth that's a meth that's a meth house that's meth that they, they burn down because they they just you know you can't get high on your own supply I, I, I just i want to go to portland i just feel like you like that's such a cool city like yeah. i feel like you guys have a very cool city out there and that it's just a lot of it, it's it's got to be a lot of fun just hearing the the layout of it and, and everything you got going on and it just seems like you know after watching portlandia like no, like, hold on, hold on, Christina. What, why you give Portland either? Eh. I feel like they kind of like put a stereotype out there for us. Like, there's so much more to us yeah. in Portlandia, though. You know, you have to just come see it for yourself, and then and then decide. See, I feel that way about shows mm-hmm. like The Wire, and yeah. so growing up in Baltimore, like I talk to people, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Baltimore. And they're like, that's a hard ass city. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I guess if you want to go to the wrong neighborhood. And you're mm. trying to buy heroin. I'm. I don't do that. That's not the Baltimore I grew up in. Yeah. But I. I. I really. Th- I understand that we mean because we end up with shows like. See, like you have shows that make Portland look like this weird, odd place. Yeah. Like th- there's Portlandia. <laughs> What's the other one? There's like an animated version too. Like there's like an animated show about Portland. Whatever they all are, we end up with like homicide life on the streets. Yeah. The corner and the wire. Like I end up with shows about like you're just gonna die of either OD or someone shooting you. And that's oh. what people think, right? When they oh, okay, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, like like we don't get the food shows. Like the only food show is uh what's his name? Duff from the food TV network that did mm. uh all the cake like he was the original cake guy that did all the wild cakes and everything. Charm City Charm City Cakes. He was Baltimore, and that was Duff. And then they had Cake Boss, who he's an idiot. I don't like him. He's not. Oh, tough. he's not Duff. Oh. Duff is the original. Duff. Okay. Is, do you like Cake Boss? Do you like Cake Boss? No, but I mean, it was a pretty like hard statement there. Like, I didn't. Yeah, not. he's not because he's not <laughs> Duff. Duff was like he was the original guy that like the first time I ever heard somebody say that they used uh was that fondant. Have you ever eat that? Love. Okay, fondant. Yeah. That's also gross. It's so gross. It's like, it's like, sil- it's like cakes. Yeah, it's like cake silly putty. You don't know what it is. It's like it's like cake version of silly putty. I've seen the shows where they do that. Like, yeah, they bake with yeah. It. Like they make the cake, and you're like, oh my god, this is like it looks so real. Wait, it, it's all fondant. It, it's fondant just like 
Yeah, that's it. It's like hard, like sugar, silly putty that you can like mold around things. Sounds it's crazy. Okay. How about any event? Because uh, we're going to get ready to wrap this thing up. We're going to close the bar here soon. But any events, any charitable events that you guys have coming up where if, if people want to be a part of, if they want to yes. donate or if they're out there on the left coast, they can go to? Yes, this is pretty far out and we're just barely in the beginning stages of it. But we are going to be part of a fundraiser next year um, where people will be able to repel off one of the tallest buildings in Portland, like from the top to the bottom. Yes. And they donate some money and it's going to go to um, they're still deciding what nonprofits we're going to be one of them. But um, the money all gets donated to several different nonprofits that will benefit the Portland area. So over the edge, over the edge. That's um, so I don't think that the name of the fundraiser is even out yet. So I might get in trouble for saying anything, but that's going to be next year in August. Like like the people who own the building don't know that someone's going to jump off of it yet. Like, is that what we're saying? They know. Like, they know. Okay, so they they know people are coming off of their building. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying anything. We're just in the beginning stages of planning. Stay tuned. Follow Stay that tuned. Instagram and Facebook. It's going to be TikTok. really cool. Really, really, really cool. Exciting things so, to come. Yeah. So I'll have to kind of this, and he's absolutely right. My my brain half the time doesn't work, and I forget people's names. Water. Um. <laughs> so we actually have have a one of our guests, a, a guy I follow still, and he's. He actually do, does naked base jumping. Whoa. And was he going to come to Portland and <laughs> And that's why I was that's why I was just thinking I was like wait a sec. I God, if my brain would work right now. He does all this this stuff and it's not Nathan, it's not Brian. Taylor Cole. God. Yeah. I'll have to reach out to Taylor and uh and say something to him because he actually is out there on the uh, West Coast, and he does like all these wild things and skydiving and base jumping and all that. That would be right up his alley. So when you get that together, please yeah. reach out to me so I can send Taylor a, a link because he is—he's actually one of the smartest guys I know. And what you guys do is right up his alley. He has a company he just recently started, uh, who actually figured out for children for autistic children how to use different lights and light therapy to read them stories and figured out how to where they retain the information and are able to tell tell the story and understand the story through the lights wow Wow. i got chills that's really cool he he's like he's like darp if you know what darpa is he's like DARPA level intelligent, which is the defense organization that like comes up with like wild defense things. He's like on this special level of understanding that I, I don't even get it. He's, but he's, he's one of the coolest guys in the world to talk to. You're just like, you're like, yes. <laughs> like I, he's on that level where you're like, I'm glad I can tie my shoes. Uh, we need and, that guy. I want to yeah, meet him. Taylor Cole. <laughs> We'll have to figure it out yeah. if he's out there watching right now. So, again, where don't log off. I got to talk to you guys for a moment afterwards. Okay. So don't log off on me. So where where can people find you guys and, and where can they locate you again if they if they want to be involved, if they want to donate, if they want to just follow you on, on social media? Where can they go? The Giving Wave on all platforms. Everything. We're going to get a LinkedIn page, right? 
<laughs> we're working on it. So definitely Instagram, Facebook, TikTok are probably the main ones at the moment. Yeah. Um, we're oh. working on it. We'll have a website soon. Like I said, we're under a year, but we're doing a lot. We're moving quickly. So, yeah. So so we got all that going on. Uh, we got the, the, org- the deal next year. Uh, anything else? Like if you're, if they're in the Seattle area or Seattle, God, I keep doing that Portland area. I don't know why I keep doing it. If you're in the Portland area and they wanted to, to reach out, maybe they wanted to, to help, help with anything. Yeah. We can, um, email address or anything. Yeah. Uh, giving vegan at gmail.com is our email address. Um, you can, I mean, if you get onto our, our social media too, like all that information's on their email address phone number might even be on there um but yeah giving vegan at gmail.com okay giving vegan at gmail.com yep. as always folks if you're if you're enjoying what you, what you're hearing here now if you're a new listener if you're just finding us through the giving way make sure you uh like wave. share follow all oh look at that they did a little <laughs> wave thing like threw me completely off there <laughs> uh, make make sure you you reach out to us the above the bar podcast. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. It's all the above the bar podcast, our parent network. Make sure you give everybody else like angry geeks and all them a follow on the earplug podcast network. Reach out to all those folks. Uh, Oh, Malia, Malia McKay says what an amazing nonprofit. If you're throwing your hands up, you ladies are killing it. Malia, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you that I think they're killing it. So make sure you reach out, reach out and you follow us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. It's all the above the bar podcast. Now, again, ladies, don't log off on me. We'll stick around for one moment here. And as we always do here on the above the bar podcast, you ladies get the last word. So what's the, the final word? You guys can figure out who goes first. Follow us on Instagram. That's my that's the biggest thing. Follow us. You can stay in tune with what's going on. And I would say um, kindness is a wave that ripples far and uplifts all. So be kind. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 